0: Welcome to Grace Notes. Today, we are beginning a series that's a bit different from what we usually present. In 2004, our hosts, Barbara and Dale Sandbeck, were given the opportunity to build the first Christian radio station in southern Belize. Belize is a small third world country, formerly known as British Honduras, located on the east coast of Central America, bordered on the north by Mexico, the west and south by Guatemala, and the east by the Caribbean Sea. Its subtropical climate makes it a perfect place to encounter many beautiful birds, large insects and snakes, delicious fruit, and lots of warm, humid days. The population is made up of many people groups, each with their own unique culture. Does it sound like a place you'd like to minister? Well, listen in as Barbara Sandbeck takes you on their journey and relives the experiences God gave them.
1: Have you ever been faced with an overwhelming task? or felt inadequate to meet a challenge? Well, that's how every missionary feels when facing the unknown. It's difficult, unless you focus on Christ. When you realize that the message you have to share will affect people's lives for eternity, the struggle to accomplish the work is well worth it. All believers in Christ are called to be missionaries, some right where you are, and some into the uttermost parts of the earth. Second Corinthians five nineteen through twenty says, God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. An ambassador is an official representative on behalf of one country to another. As believers, we are not of this world. Our home is in heaven, and we are called to represent the kingdom of God here on earth and are appointed by God to declare His will. 2 Peter 2, nine says that God's will is that no one should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Romans 10.13-14 reads, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Verse 17 continues, Faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. We must spread the good news wherever we are that Jesus, God's Son, died to pay the penalty for our sin and rose again to save us. What does it mean to be called anyway? Well, missionary Grover said, when you see a need and are equipped to satisfy it, this constitutes a call from God. To be equipped means that you've been provided with whatever's necessary for a particular purpose. And you can be sure that when God asks you to do something, He'll enable you to do it and give you a desire. It'll be something you like to do, too, though you may have to sacrifice to accomplish it. Philippians 2.13 says that it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good pleasure. And believe me, if it's good for Him, it'll be fulfilling for you. God enabled Dale, my husband, to become a certified sound engineer. And over the years, we've given hundreds of gospel music concerts and have produced these radio broadcasts. Though we'd been active for over 12 years in ministry, we felt that God had something else for us to do. At our missions conference in June of 2003, one of the directors asked Dale if he would be interested in building a radio station in Belize. We realized that Dale had wanted to do something like this since he was a teen, and that God had groomed him as he did Queen Esther for such a time as this. I was more than willing to unite with him to accomplish the task. About this time, the Lord had led us to study the book of Nehemiah. This book is a personal journal of how God used Nehemiah to orchestrate the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah's faith in action showed that seemingly impossible tasks can be accomplished when God is helping those who honor him and when their efforts are united. We likened our call to Nehemiah's call to rebuild the walls. Here's how it began for Nehemiah. He was an exile in Persia from Jerusalem. His job? cupbearer to King Artaxerxes, which meant he had to taste the food before the king ate it. If it was poisoned, he'd take the hit. Nice job, huh? (laughs) Well, this was an important position, and he was busy, but his heart was really with the people in his homeland. He inquired about the condition of it, and heard that the wall was broken down and that the gates were burned with fire. Now, walls mean very little in present-day cities, but in Nehemiah's time they were essential. They offered safety from raids and symbolized strength and peace. A calling starts with a need made known and is followed by a burden. Nehemiah wrote in chapter 1, verse 4, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. God burdened Nehemiah and heightened it when he inspected the walls and saw the damage for himself. God led us to take an eight-day trip to visit Belize so we could see the need for ourselves. Many religions are represented in Belize, but less than 2% are fundamental. Because English is spoken there, the evangelism witness is strong, yet many people are still rooted in superstitions carried over by their heritage. They couple the truths about Jesus with pagan rituals and voodoo practices. In fact, in the town where we initially lived, They beat drums and chanted all night when a family member died. People are falling prey to every wind of doctrine. Their spiritual walls are falling down because their foundational beliefs are not reinforced. The believers we met there greatly desired to know more of the Word so that they could teach their own people. We realized that the people need not only to be evangelized, they need to be discipled. And Christian radio is a powerful way to accomplish this through stable teaching and music. More people can be reached this way than through traditional means, and it's non imposing. People are free to listen and respond without pressure. God confirmed this in us when we visited the prison in Belize. Until three years before, the environment in which these people existed was barbaric. They seldom saw daylight and they ate with their fingers. A prominent businessman there saw a need to provide decent living conditions. He transformed the prison into a compound where the prisoners could move about freely on good behavior. And he brought in a PA system and he started broadcasting Christian teaching and music. We saw firsthand the difference radio was making in that prison. The environment had changed dramatically. While we were there, we gave a live concert through the PA system, and we met with one of the inmates named Anthony who had become a believer. He wrote poetry and let us read several of his poems. It was obvious that God had taught him many lessons while in his confinement. Listen to his words. I sit and look at these bare walls, remembering the events that caused my fall, looking around at all the faces filled with bitterness found in such places. The fence and walls hold the prisoner in, but the genuine prison is a life of sin. Held in bondage by Satan's attack, the key to seal freedom most people lack. As we open God's word, it is easy to see that the Lord and Savior holds the key. Whether in the world or a prison within, we all fall prey to Satan and sin. To be able to endure the prison of life, hand God your troubles, burdens, and strife. For prisons are not the only one held tight. Jesus is our answer and guiding light. So if you're in the world or a prison within, open your heart, hear, and listen. God is our salvation from Satan's attack. Don't be caught in a prison where Jesus you lack. Boy, what insight. The human heart is the toughest thing to change, and God touched this man's heart through his word. It doesn't matter how many people care about this man. God does. And if we are to be effective in our service, we need to first ask God to help us, not just to love the work, but to love the people like He does. When you let God touch your heart, you'll be ready to deal with whatever sacrifice it takes.
2: It was hardly worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. It sure ain't much, but it's all we got left. I guess we ought What is my bid for this old violin? And he held it up with its bow Scarred with his sin He's auctioned cheap To a thankless world Much like that old Violin Oh, but then the master Comes and the foolish Crowd, they don't Understand The worth of a soul And the change that's brought Just by the time
0: listening to grace notes for more information about this ministry write to sandbeck ministries p.o box 581 Falston, maryland 21047 or visit us at our website at www.gracenotesradio.com join us again on our next program until then let your grace notes be a song of praise